Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Brody from Rivers of Nile. Check it out. Brody from Rivers of Nile, welcome back to New York, man. How are you doing? Great, man. Just uh, we're here for the next two nights, so we're pretty excited to, to be here again. And and uh, yeah, we're, we're feeling good. Killer, man. Uh, two sold out nights at St. Vitus. It's very rare that any band plays two in a row here, let alone two sold out nights. So super pumped for you guys. It's a great tour and two very special shows here, actually. So I, I know uh, really good feeling, really good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying before we started the interview, you know, uh, we never really go into anything expecting anything. Uh, so the fact that I believe like 12 of the shows on this tour have been sold out, uh, you know, that's just like really weird to us, but it's it's cool. Well, soak it in, man, because uh, you guys deserve all the credit and all the props you've been getting. Uh, top 10 record for Ghost Call last year in our massive countdown. I think 70 albums, and I think you guys were nine. Oh, yeah. 10 of 70 uh, voted on by our team all over the world. So uh, super props, and, and higher than that in other places, of course. So, uh, you know, awards, pats on the back and stuff, it's nice to get. As an artist, I'm, I'm sure it feels good. It's not what you get into this for, but it's got to be gratifying. Yeah, it's, you know... I mean, it's nice to see, you know, uh, all your uh, your efforts, uh, you know, appreciated by people for sure. Like you said, it's not why we started doing it, but it's cool when it when it happens. Killer, killer. Um, super pumped. You guys have been playing the whole record, which is uh, amazing. I don't think they're as a super nerd. I love concept records and uh, I love death metal. I love technical death metal and progressive music in general. So I love concept records. Um, did you guys always imagine that maybe you would perform this entire thing live? Uh, no, actually, we didn't. Um, we when we were writing the record, we you know, there was like one or two songs on the record that we kind of were just like, ah, well, we'll never play this live so let's just make them as insane as possible and uh it kind of all stemmed from a conversation that i had with the guitarist of archspire uh when we were over in europe we were uh we were on the bus and uh i think i had had a few drinks and i think he had as well and he said you know why don't you guys you're doing this headlining tour why don't you just play the whole album it's what everybody wants to hear anyway and it kind of just like stuck with me and i ran it by the other guys the next day and they were all like yeah, why not? Let's just do it. So it wasn't something that, you know, from the beginning we, you know, thought about doing. I mean, we didn't think anyone would even care about this record, you know, like we let alone would want to hear the whole thing live. So like it, it's all very it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Killer, man. And uh, have you uh, is there any obviously you just mentioned it, but have there been anything in particular really challenging for you to pull off every night? Um, there's like a there's a couple things you know like there's that song on the record uh, Terrestria Three that's like a super heavy industrial song um, that we kind of had to change a little bit uh, for live use uh, you know there's no there's actually no guitars on that song on the record um, it's a bowed cello ran through a Marshall half stack um, so we had to kind of like switch a few things around but you know that that has been interesting uh it, it translates really well live though and then there's another track uh uh subtle change that's just like this it's the longest song we've ever written super long guitar solo super uh you know huge like clean singing parts so that that's definitely been one that every night we're like we're getting better and better at playing each night for sure 
Awesome. It'll be a journey for all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, as a fan of kind of like classic music in general, classic rock and classic metal and death metal, um, I think it's really uh, ambitious, but also admirable that you guys are pulling this off. Um, do you have any personal favorite concept records uh, or or album performances you've seen live yourself that you like recall? Um. I mean, I guess my favorite concept record ever would, I mean, would have to be The Wall. I mean, that's kind of just like, as far as concept records go, that's just, that's the bar, you know what I mean? But then, like, I really, uh, I'm a big Stephen Wilson fan. Um, he has, you know, his records, uh, Hand Cannot Erase and uh, The Raven That Refused to Sing. Those are two of my favorite concept records ever, even though Raven's more of like a collection of short stories. Um you know, so Stephen Wilson, he's a big, huge influence on me. Um, but yeah, I would say, I'll probably say The Wall. I mean, anything in, in Pink Floyd's discography is just like, that's like my bread and butter. That's like what I always come back to. Like if I need, if I need, you know, to clear my head or if I need inspiration or, you know, I can pretty much put that band on any time and just like get something new out of it each, each listen. Killer, me too. My favorite band ever. Yeah. Um, for, for as long as I can remember, actually. So, um, so did you ever get to see them or uh, Gilmore? Nah, man. I, uh, I, I wanted to see Roger Waters when he came through. I think he was playing in D.C., which was the closest to to me. I wanted to see him. He was doing the wall. Um, blew it. Didn't go. Um, I don't know if David Gilmore has come through at all. Um, I don't know if David Gilmore has come through at all um, recently. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to see him though. Uh, I mean, I did see that he like recently just decided to uh, sell his entire guitar collection for charity. Uh, so uh, if anybody's listening to this and wants to give me three million dollars to get that black strat, the black strat of yeah, all time, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I will gladly accept uh, all funds to purchase that guitar. <laughs> I would help you. Um, Nick Mason is doing a big Pink Floyd tour this year, a big uh, retrospective of his career. So I, I hadn't heard about that, but that's Nick Mason is like it's so weird, man, because like from that era, you know, you. You get a lot of guys like talking about like, you know, Keith Moon or Ginger Baker, like those guys. And those guys are amazing. But like, I feel like Nick Mason doesn't really get enough credit for being like one of the just sickest, like just holding it down drummers of all time. Like he just like his parts just like never are too much. They're always exactly what the song needs. Like he's never he's never like doing too much or too little. It's just like he's definitely like one of my favorite drummers ever. So whatever he's doing, I would be very interested to see it. I will send you a link, my man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick is great. You know, like he's not bombastic or flashy, but he's just perfect for every song. And I think that sick jazz timing and a lot of real off time feel stuff that he did really gave a lot of drama yep. to some of the especially the early to mid Floyd stuff. Yep. You know, obviously the wall is the wall, but um, I mean, the yeah, part, the part animals. Of, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the drumming on uh, Dark Side and Metal. Yeah, nuts. Even this, yeah, even the stuff like. You know, like on set the controls for the heart of the sun, like just like really scary, like sounding shit. Like, I mean, his just anything that guy does is just, man, it's like so appropriate. Like, it, you know, in the great gig in the sky, that first part where it comes in with the and then the vocals come in, it's just like the, the biggest just hit of that whole record just hits me so hard every time. But yeah, love Nick Mason, love Pink Floyd, anything any of those guys do, 
Um, huge fan of. I recently actually discovered some like version of uh, Us and Them that uh, Richard Wright did for like a film uh, that I never heard. It's just like an extended piano version of Us and Them, and it's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. But anyway. Nice. Yeah. Good sidebar, man. I appreciate that. Um, now back to you guys having kind of, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, the album's only 13 months old, barely. And, uh, you know, you, I feel like it has a lot of legs. Um, I know you guys released a video for a home. I would love to see some more videos content from you guys. You've done a lot of playthroughs and a lot of sort of track by track stuff. Um, uh, any plans to do another video or some kind of long form project? Well, um, I don't know like how much I can specifically talk about, but um, we did shoot uh, an entire concert on this tour with uh, board audio, uh, like multi-camera angles. So it's a chance that there might be some, uh, you know, full concert, uh, a full album concert stuff coming out in the near future. So like I said, I don't know how much I can talk about, but Metal Blade was there uh, filming and we have uh, audio for it as well. So wherever your mind thinks that will go. Cool. Was was that my man Vinny Edwards yeah, filming was, for you guys? Oh, we love Vinny here at Ghost Cult. So uh, Vince and Ryan were oh, Vince and Ryan and a bunch of other people were all out in San Diego, <laughs> hanging out filming and yes. So there'll be some stuff coming out for sure. Killer. I'm glad you know. I'm glad we brought up Metal Blade because I think it's really uh, telling that they signed you guys very early yeah. and uh, have been really behind. You guys, again, I mentioned the word ambitious and uh, daring is another word I would use. And, you know, creative and risk taking are all adjectives I would throw at you guys. And they have been really supportive of you guys in terms of letting you just be whatever yeah. you could become, which yeah. not every label is ready to let a band, a young band do. Mm -hmm. um, and granted, young, you guys are 10 years into your career now, yeah. more than that. But, uh, you know, any any thoughts on uh, being a Metal Blade artist on this roster of, you know, sort of, I'm sure some of your heroes are on the, uh, your peers. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all grew up, you know, getting the Metal Blade sampler CDs and, you know, watching the DVDs, whether it was, you know, Cannibal Corpse or Black Dolly Murder or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, so, like, the fact that, you know, we got, you know, approached by them, you know, back in 2012, I guess, um, you know, it's pretty surreal for us. Um, they're like, a you know, they're, they're, they're like, you know, they've been around for forever. They don't, they don't feel like a super, you know, corporate label. Like, it feels very much like a just like more of like a family environment. I mean, you know, like any, any person at the label, you know, if I have an issue with something or a question about anything, even if it's not related to the band, you know, I can text them, ask them. They're always super helpful. Um, they've never gotten in our way. They've always been super, you know, behind what we're doing. Um, you know, I mean, we really honestly couldn't be happier to be part of a, a label roster. That's, you know, as legendary as them and, you know, not only are they legendary, but they're also just incredibly cool people on top of that. They, you know, they could be, you know, real suit and tie about stuff if they wanted to be, you know, like a lot, there's other labels out there that are that way. And they're just not that. I feel like they're still just in it for the music and uh, they're in it because they really, you know, they really believe in what their artists are doing. So it's cool for sure. 
Well said, well said. Uh, just a few more questions for you, man. I really appreciate your time before your pre-show ritual. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about you guys, and obviously you're still, again, in the thick of this album, which I feel still has a lot of legs in terms of tours, and I'm sure you have a lot of stuff planned. Uh, any thoughts to new music, and do you feel like maybe now the expectations are very high for you guys on this after this acclaimed record? Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. I mean, we, uh, you know, we kind of put this record together uh, as a result of uh, the last album cycle kind of being slightly underwhelming. Uh, we, you know, um, we had a lot of issues, lineup issues and, and whatnot on the last record. And uh, we kind of did this record as like a sort of like a, well, whatever happens, happens. Let's just make the record we want to make. And, you know, it turned out that a lot of people actually liked it and we didn't really think anybody would. So um, it was unexpected. And, now we're you know we got to follow up so i mean there's definitely you know some pressure there but i think that ultimately we're just gonna do what we always do when we write and just kind of shut out the rest of the world and tune everything out and just like keep our heads down and you know keep our eyes on on you know where where we want to go with you know the new sound or you know whatever whatever you want to call it so yeah we've you know there's ideas floating around uh we've discussed a lot um there's some riffs um but honestly like you know this year has just been a lot of touring so there hasn't been a whole lot of time at home to like write so i'm, I'm really hoping that uh after this tour we go home for a month and then we go to australia and new zealand um and i'm hoping that maybe in between now and then uh i can get some headway with uh writing some new material so like i said you know We've never had this many people, you know, care about our band, uh, you know, before. So writing this record, uh, I think it'll actually be good because I've, I've found that we work well under pressure. I think some of our best uh, stuff that we've ever done, we've had to do in a hurry. So um, not that it'll be done in a hurry, just I, I feel like we function well under pressure. So I think it'll be I think it'll be really good. That's a good attribute for a band to have. Yeah. Be fluid and flexible. Um, be like water. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee. Um, you know, just loosely speaking for a last question, you guys have had kind of a, a spring record and a summer record. Uh, is it safe to say winter is coming at some point like yep. Game of Thrones? Yep, that's it. Yeah, so the last, uh, the rat, the last of the uh, four uh, album concept thing that we're doing is, uh, is going to be the next record, Winter. So, uh, yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm pretty much like exclusively the music guy. I don't have anything to do with the lyrics or concepts. That's all Adam Biggs, our bass player. Um, but yeah, yeah. So expect, uh, yeah, expect a winter record for sure on the next one. Killer man, uh, dude. Thank you so much for spending some time with Ghost Cold Magazine today. I am super pumped for the show tonight. Good luck tonight and tomorrow. Enjoy a little time off before your uh, next round of touring in Australia, New Zealand. Thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.